Hi everyone, thank you for downloading this episode of Series 13 of the What The Fartlek podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts every Monday and Thursday. If you enjoyed the show today, the best way you can support us is by leaving a rating and review on either Spotify or Apple, give us a share on social media, or just tell a pal who you think might enjoy what we do. We're committed to growing our community, the Fartlek family, with an ambition to help combat loneliness and build friendships through our mutual love of running. If you'd like to get involved, then find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok, or on our website, www.whatthefartlek.com. You can even drop us an email, whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, so get in touch and we can tell you more about what we do. Hope to see you soon, but until then, let's get on with the show. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world of the run community. Welcome to the world of the run community. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 13, Episode 14. Ooh, we're counting upwards of the What The Fart Led podcast. My name's Rob. And I'm Matt. How we doing, Matty Taylor? Good, 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 mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all all good, my friend. All good. Another uh, guest-focused episode has uh, come around very quickly. It feels like we're just one to the next to the next, aren't we? But we are not far off the end of the series. Who are we talking to today? Today we are talking to Harry Lancaster. Mm. Uh, some chat. Uh, I'm sure I've not listened to it yet, but uh, you recorded it not long ago. Uh, it's great. It's going to be a great chat, I'm sure. Yeah, amazing runner. Just just to clarify, runner coach. He's a content creator. Got massive presence on Instagram, particularly. Um, he's the guy. You will know him, Matt. He's the guy who does a lot of the um, you know those the videos where it's like this is me running a 30 minute 5k. This is a 25 minute 5k. This is a 20 minute. It's like the clips of him running quicker. Um, I think one of them he did went absolutely massively viral. But most importantly, he's a really good dude. He's a young bloke as well. He's only in his mid twenties, but at oh, London. Yeah, yeah. He ran, he's only ever run two marathons in his life, and his second marathon he ran at 2.27 at London in 2023. Gee, what? Wow. Oh, incredible. Incredible. A good dude, most importantly, and uh, a great he's chap. Going, go, he's going through it as well at the minute, and I'm suffering with a bit of an injury as well, so it's good to hear about, about that and uh, about how he's coping with it. Yeah, yeah, especially from the perspective of a coach, I think it's pretty cool. So it, it, it's a really good chat. We talk for just under 40 minutes, nice in-depth one, find out about his running journey and what he's got going on and how he's coping with the injury. So worth listening to. As always, looking in the background, Captain Carves is here. JP, how are we doing, mate? Yeah, very well, yeah. They're a lot more professional and a bit sombre, these uh, these guest episodes, aren't they? Just we say... Episode 13, it was absolute carnage. Is it because Lou's not here? Possibly, yeah. Matt's a lot calmer, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not like a dog on heat. What? <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Dearie me. No, I, 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 do you know what it is? There is a reason for it, isn't there? I think our guests, absolutely. Uh, we might get new people listening to the podcast who might not be into the absolute nonsense that is our Community Thursday episodes. Um, but equally... Uh, the guests deserve the spotlight, don't they? So our, our, our normal clown car 
uh, maybe isn't quite as appropriate on a Monday episode as it is on a Thursday one. But that doesn't mean to say that we don't have a lot of fun and we don't uh, really enjoy these chats. And equally, if you are thinking, you know what, that, that absolute anarchy sounds like something for me, then we are here every single Thursday as well with our community chats. We talk about Parkrun with our partner and park couple, Ben and Emma, who've been out touring. Uh, we do our roll call, our weekly community shout out uh, for all of our fart like family, our, uh, our pals who have uh, smashed their week in running. Um, we talk about spring marathon these two gents are on the road to manchester and our, our other co-host lou is running her first ever marathon in london we talk about how they've been getting on and if it's appropriate and uh, relevant we also discuss the topic du jour that might be going on in the world of running so do check us out on thursday as well but it is yeah to jp's point it's a little bit more chaotic than than these nice nice chilled intros that we like to do on a monday um not tons and tons to cover this week, chaps, before we get into to, to, to the Harry conversation. But Harry is a running coach. Um, and I know that you two have been through. I mean, you guys have got different experiences as running coaches, haven't you? JP, you've you've had a coach for a while. You were with Matt Walters, wonderful uh, online running coach who's helped a lot of people to a lot of success. Um, and then um, uh, moved across to, to, to Jack, who's part of our team, who launched JP Coaching this year. Matt, you've kind of flown solo for a good part of your career. Yes, you were part of a running club for a long time. Yes, you got involved in the sessions there, but certainly haven't been involved with that one-to-one coaching, um, but have also got got, got JP uh, coaching so we've got Jack signed up for, for your your training block how have you found it Matt has it been has it been weird working with a coach for this training block so far um, no it's been, I think it's been easier knowing what you're doing week on week you've got, you've got that app that we use uh, to tell us what what us, what us training is and what we're doing day on day and it's been a lot easier you're not <laughs> sifting through paper and looking at what I've got to do next week and writing it down or whatever it's just a quick art quick quick you can put notes and stuff on it you just know what you're doing. You know where you're at, and it's a lot easier to follow. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, and JP, you've you've been an advocate of it for for a long time, haven't you? It, it's it's been a constant in in your journey. It's not it's not that you're somebody who, in my impression, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't get the impression that you're somebody who um, needs the motivation, needs the the positive reinforcement, a lot of the good stuff that a coach can bring. Um, outside of the actual X's and O's of running, but it certainly has helped you in terms of taking your training to that next level, hasn't it? Yeah, certainly. A big shout out to both Matt Walters and Jack as well. Um, uh, I, I think both are quite similar in terms of their approach. They're, they're, they're very um, person-centred, so you can always have a chat with them if, if you need to. And uh, I think for me, you're right, that, that motivation isn't necessarily something that, that I like, but there's something about being set a goal or a target and you know then going and nailing that and right okay it's almost like a, a little mini challenge to go and go and hit that i think that probably the main thing that's different this time is that there's three of us doing exactly the same plan and we're bouncing off each other session after session because it's the same it, you know mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to hit the same pace we're trying to hit the same goal at the end of the day and we're doing the same plan to the letter and we're all having different experiences. You know, there's there's varying illness and injury going through the camp at the minute, uh, and we've all we've all had that during during the the plan so far, and it's really motivating. And that's that's what's been better. And you know, I've been in WhatsApp groups with with both JP and, and Matt Walters for the, from the coaching side, but this is different. This is a little band of brothers that are you know 
doing the same, exactly the same thing. So yeah, it's 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 it feels really positive this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think some people just obviously it's not right for them. They like to do their own thing. But yeah. um, but speaking, so we've had a lot of running coaches on the podcast, and particularly speaking to Harry um, this week. You know, there's a real kind of um, there's a real benefit. I think to to sharing in that kind of wisdom that you get people particularly people take this really seriously Harry talks don't want to ruin the conversation but talks a lot about you know coming into the um the profession during lockdown and how that gave him the opportunity to study more and to try new things and to adapt his training and I know Jack is exactly the same there's there's people out there that have a real real passion for and a real ability um for, for helping you kick on to the next level and it's not to say that coaching is for everybody it's not to say that online coaching is for everybody you remember there is the good old-fashioned you know there'll be someone potentially your running club who's got the qualifications who can give you one-to-one training or or, or in a group whatever suits suits you um you know it's, it's not to say that and and and, and so and digital kind of online training it has its critics as well there's people who are very detrimental about it about you know the quality the legitimacy of it but i think the key thing for me is that regardless of whether a person is living down the road from you as your coach or, or you're doing it from the other side of the world um it, it's all down to the person the, and, and, and their passion for the profession that they do a bit of alliteration for you there and i think we've we've had some great ex, uh, examples uh jackie being one of them matt walters wonderful bloke ex-guest on the show as well and, and harry we're listening to today um uh, of that so you know don't don't discount it, it, it just just out, outwardly experience it for yourself and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but but you know it might be the thing that takes you running to the next level right then boys should we get over and have a chat to harry lancaster then Let's do it. Right then, you lot, let's get into it today. I'm talking to a content creator, a long distance runner, a coach, a man who has posted some mouth watering, mouth watering, eye watering, let's go with both times across distances all the way from 5K to marathon. We want to know a little bit more about his journey, his achievements, and his goals, but equally his current situation. He's on the sidelines with a stress fracture, and we're going to talk about how he's getting on with it and what the comeback trail looks like. A brilliant dude, full of good advice, and I'm sure there's going to be something in this one for everyone. So let's get straight into it. Join me in welcoming the absolutely awesome Harry Lancaster. How are we doing today, mate? Wow, what what an introduction that was. Thank you very much, Rob. Really appreciate that. And um, great to be on the show. No, no. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule. Um, otherwise, presume slightly lighter while you're uh, out with injury. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to learn all about that as we go. Listen, there's loads to talk about. We like to structure these conversations chronologically wherever we can and then take them wherever they go. So um, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your journey into running, how you first got started? Has it always been a part of your life? Yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. Uh, so yeah, for my whole life, I've been I've been active in sport. I've always loved sport. Um, throughout my childhood, it was mainly I'd say tennis and mm-hmm. and football, a bit of rugby at school as well. Um, and then as I went to uni, I kind of did a bit of boxing. Um, and wasn't I wasn't running too consistently, but running was a part of my uni experience. Um, and still quite a bit of tennis. And then it was only kind of after uni. Um, that I really kind of honed in on running and start to do it more consistently, um, start taking it a bit more seriously and really uh, pushed onwards with that. So, yeah, since uni, that's been about three, four years now. And, yeah, it's been a great kind of journey. I've learned so much. I've met some amazing people um, through running, both in real life and online, on Instagram, etc. Um, and, yeah, it's brilliant to be involved in the sport and, and the community itself. 
did you find then that it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to kind of like paraphrase or take creative license with your story, but it sounds like maybe when individual and team sports were, were a big part of your life growing up, that running was maybe a, a means to facilitate ability in those, you know, build your cardio, get out there, run, that'll make you a better tennis player, might make you a better boxer. Um, did you find, though, that when... It, it, first of all, is that the case? And secondly, if it is, did you find that then when you decided, no, you know what, I want to really give it a go with running, that that gave you a really solid foundation, that background? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say I ever went into running with the mentality of I'm going to run to make me a better tennis player or make me better at football. I wouldn't say that. I'd say all the sports in a way kind of help each other. Um, even even boxing, for example, you'd be put through like brutal fitness. Um, you know, it's two hours of, of, of torture, essentially, in the, in the mm-hmm. fitness sense, uh, which would translate really well to running. I'd be like the pain I went through in boxing is nothing compared to this, like, you know, 10K run or whatever. So mentality wise and obviously, uh, you know, in a physical sense, it, sports like boxing were a massive help to me. Um, and just learning competitive aspects as well in tennis and and football have all played the part. So, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about running experiences then. Do you remember what, what was your first race? First race? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess I did do the odd one at school, like yeah. back in the day, uh, like cross country. Cross country. We, yeah. we all got involved in them, but I certainly wasn't anywhere near the front. It was, um, you know, I was, I was part of the team, um, but yeah, I certainly wasn't posting any record breaking times. I know I'm not any, at the minute anyway, but uh, yeah, I take part in some school races, and then the first one, kind of after uni, when I was doing cross country as well. Oh, it probably was just, to be honest, a a, uh, a part run or a, or a local 10K, maybe. It certainly wasn't like a big event. Um, and it all just kind of went from there in an event point of view. Yeah. D- did you um, did you find that you you went through the journey? Let's call it the atypical journey of a runner getting, getting into competitive running, where you started with those middle distances and built up to a marathon, or you're one of these absolute loons that ends up just throwing himself straight into into a full marathon block bit of both i'd say a bit of both um i remember my friend at school was convincing me for ages to do a part run and um i was kind of putting off i was saying i'm gonna come last i don't know how i'm gonna do kind of what everyone says really um and then eventually i i did a part run and as you imagine absolutely loved it and here i am you know 250 part runs later still still going strong injury aside so yeah part run was the kind of um you know the thing that really got me you know really it, it made me want to improve as a runner and yeah. it got me excited in that aspect um and then yeah it wasn't I think it was 2017 I did the Lancaster Marathon um and the training up to that certainly wasn't um ideal let's say it wasn't consistent I wasn't following a plan but I was pretty confident in my level of fitness and, and all that so yeah, that was my first kind of big event, I'd say. And I think I did a free 26, roughly. Wow. Um, so <laughs> Without a proper marathon plan. Well, well, yeah. But I was obviously doing I was active. I was fit. I wasn't just, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, part run, I always credit is the thing that, you know, proper got me into the spot. Yeah. If we, and and I would agree, and, and that's the wonderful thing about park running, it's, it can be something different to anybody, can't it? It's what you want to take out of it. Um 
Lancaster Marathon then 2017. Let's let's focus in on that. So you said that that you know there wasn't a lot of structure, the training plan. You were probably yeah. carried through by natural fitness ability, other sports maybe that you'd been doing previously as well. You had a good you had a good base level. Did you? How was the experience of the actual race? Like, did that give you enough to to run it fairly comfortably, or was there an experience of oh no, actually I think I need to train for this slightly differently to how I've done. Yeah, so I was 18 at the time, so very wow. kind of naive to yeah. to a marathon. Like marathon is absolutely brutal, make no mistake. No matter what level you are, it is an absolutely brutal distance, and I um, you know, tip my hat to anyone that completes it. But um, yeah, the event itself, the Lancaster Marathon, very low key marathon. I'd say there was only maybe 200 of us in total. Very wow. very you know low key marathon. Um, but I went into it to be fair with quite a sensible head on, and you know. I need to be, I need to go at a steady pace here, or there's no way I get get you know finish it. Um, very flat course, so that was in my favour too, and the weather conditions were good. Um, so yeah, in terms of the marathon itself, it couldn't really have gone much better. Um, so yeah, for a first marathon experience, and I always say to a lot of my clients as well who are coach, for your first marathon, it should really generally be about finishing it. Obviously, it slightly depends on what level you're at, but generally, it's about finish it. So I was more than happy with with how it went. Good. Um, how did you kick on from there then? Was there, I guess the, the point I was trying to get to in the last question was that was there a moment where the worm turned a little bit, where it became about, I think I need to read a bit more into like the structure behind the trick. You know, obviously at this point now you're a coach, you're very, very um, uh, present on social media with giving advice and and, and uh, documenting your journey, which we're going to talk about um, in plenty of detail as we go on. But was there a moment kind of where you went, OK, so this is where now I need to start thinking about the, the method behind the madness? Yeah, no. Um so yeah, it certainly wasn't straight after Lancaster Marathon. I'd say for the kind of two, three years after that, which was when I was kind of at uni, running was a part of my life, but it certainly wasn't, I wasn't, you know, looking into it or I wasn't, you know, doing a lot of research. I'd say it was around kind of probably COVID year, 2020, 2021, when I got my coaching qualification with UKA and really just started looking into, you know, looking into detail behind how, how you can improve as a runner and I still obviously do that to this day just constantly seeing what I can learn um but I didn't do another marathon until London last year so it was Lancaster in 2017 and then it was London in 2023 so six years between the two um, and obviously through that time I, I am running and, and learning as I go but it wasn't marathon after marathon after marathon to get to that point um it was mainly my mindset was improving for the short distances 5k part run um and and, and a half chucked in there as well um but yeah in terms of when i really wanted to improve i'd say 2020 2021 um and that's yeah when i started to take on some clients as well yeah um it is an interesting conversation point because you are you are butter spring chicken in the grand scooters compared certainly compared to an old dog like me um you you will have been coming out into the the big bad world right around the time that covid hit you know i'm i'm getting my times right in my head it was probably just as you were graduating uni wasn't it so how how was that experience yeah so yeah so the year that i was meant to be graduating was the covid year Mm -hmm. so i didn't have like a ceremony or anything that year it was yeah obviously that year was mental for for a lot of reasons wasn't it um i think i may have even had a slight injury did i have a slight injury at the time 
I definitely maybe just before that all kicked off to be fair um so yeah during that time obviously from a running point of view you can only I can't remember the exact rules in place but there were things like 30 minutes outside mm. so you were kind of catering to that I didn't have a treadmill or anything there was still a uni accommodation so yeah it was tricky from a running point of view but it was a great um, outlet for when we could get out in that time um, and obviously you know no races for a long time that was a challenge to a lot of people in itself um, and you know gradually we got them back luckily but yeah it was a tricky time definitely um, but I feel it was a good time to when we could properly focus on training and almost forget about the race it's so easy nowadays isn't it to enter a race every week or you know even even apart from some people and, and push it um every week which i can be guilty of myself so in a way it was kind of a weird blessing from a running point of view so yeah i look back in that uh time as in a mixed way i'd say yeah oh yeah understandable and it was and it's and it's amazing how that experience has been and i've spoke to so many people particularly when we first started recording the podcast and we were in lockdown still the experiences that people have had are so varied aren't they? there's people who yeah. really struggled mm-hmm. and there's people who used it as a platform and it sounds to me like almost from your perspective you've managed to turn what is quite a difficult time into a positive in that almost as people started looking for opportunities to build up their fitness and build up their their, their running attributes as the world started to open up again that was as you were entering into that world of coaching and, and, and into that workplace so almost you know framing it to give you a, a, a trajectory into I can help you. Yeah I mean the what the one thing that we all had during that period of time was time like a lot of us were obviously sat inside, you know, not twiddling our thumbs, but wondering how to uh, fill the day. So from my point of view, I'm not going to pretend I was sat there researching every minute of the day, but I certainly used it, um, you know, to improve my nutrition knowledge, my coaching knowledge, uh, different aspects of running and fitness in general. Um, so, yeah, I used it as a kind of educational time um, for bits of it, definitely. Okay. Let's talk about content creation. Let's talk about your social media. So very, very present on the you've had some content that's gone ridiculously viral. If you look at the number of views that are on there. Um, when did that enter into your running journey? Was that alongside starting the coaching or was there a one that came first? I think to begin with, and I was mainly on Instagram to begin with, it was um it was before the coaching, just before the coaching. And I did start my account at university mm-hmm. and I simply, to begin with, it was just a way for me to document my running progress. Um, so I had like a personal Instagram. I was like, I don't really want to be sharing this rubbish to people that are not interested. So I made a separate page and at the start, my page was called Running to Eat More. So shout out to anyone that, <laughs> that remembers that. <laughs> the OGs. The OGs, as you say, yeah. Uh, so I used to be called Running to Eat More on Instagram um, back in the day. And then, yeah, I just used it as a vehicle to to share my running progress. There might be some pictures from training, from races. Um, I used to post pictures of what I ate and, and things like that. And then, yeah, I built a kind of a nice little following, maybe like 7,000, 8,000 followers, which is, which is good. Um, and, yeah, it, it just kind of went from there. And then there was a period, I want to say... I won't be able to nail exactly when this was, but I guess it was 2022. Basically, when Reels came, were introduced yeah. on Instagram, and there was this whole transition to short um, video format, you know. 
um, you know, with TikTok and Instagram. And at that point, I wouldn't say I had a brainwave, but it was like, you know what? I think it'd be really cool to record a load of content and make some kind of educational, informative content within running. So, for example, five five sessions that I use for 5K or five tips to run for longer, little simple things like that. And then, yeah, as you said, um, I kind of got lucky in a way that some of them just did unbelievably well and I couldn't have ever expected it with the help of my uh, videographer who I took on board and yeah it just kind of went from there like followers obviously went up quite a bit we're getting great views and then you you start to get brands involved and it's just kind of a a positive spiral event um, effect and yeah some of the opportunities I've got from it are like if you told me five years even three years ago that they would be happening and the people I've met I would be absolutely not I'm just a normal normal person running you know why why would that happen so yeah I'm very grateful to uh social media definitely yeah and, and how have you found kind of like the engagement and interaction from the running community because they're certainly a, a special bunch they are yeah definitely a special bunch but on the whole it's overwhelmingly positive like 99% of all comments are either just referencing the content or saying well done i try and mix up nowadays between educational and my personal journey and i, I hope it's a nice kind of mix in that regard um so yeah 99 percent of, of everything is unbelievably positive the running community itself i think is great pretty much everything you see is positive um obviously there are certain individuals that are maybe not so positive all the time but that's to be expected any field you're in right you're always going to get some sort of criticism whatever it might be um and i almost feel sorry sometimes for the, for those kind of people depending on what it is but yeah generally super positive um and i'm i'm very grateful for the for the community really yeah it certainly is a good one um let's talk about london then you, you referenced london when we were, we were talking a couple of a couple of uh, questions ago and uh, and you posted an absolutely incredible incredible time and to say that you went from 2017 first marathons and then this was the next experience let's talk all about it what, what was the build-up like for it tell me about the training plan the training plan so so I coach like as I said I'm a coach but I do not have a coach and I did not follow a training plan which some people find a bit odd personally I really enjoy the freedom aspect of not following a training plan I know that I can push myself there's no worry in you know working hard enough when it comes to running or spot I know I can push myself but having that freedom to do what do what I want when I want for me personally is something I really love so the I did not set a plan leading up to London but I obviously know what roughly I should be aiming at you know long runs tempos specific sessions so I've got a good framework and maybe I would be a little quicker if I followed a plan and there are certain advantages, but for me, that's what worked. So in the lead up to that event, um, there was no plan. Obviously, I was getting in my long runs um, and, and training was pretty solid. Um, I had, I think I had about 10 days in Lanzarote. Um, it was a little getaway in February, which I credit a lot as well to um, the success of, of that event for me. Just getting a lot of miles in, in, in the hot weather. I feel like it made a massive difference. So, yeah, in terms of the build-up, the training was pretty perfect. There were no real injuries or niggles to speak speak of. And um, I was posting good times kind of across all distances. 
um, and made sure to include races in the lead up to the event too. Um, and yeah, I obviously experimented with nutrition and things as well. Um, I've been a long supporter and user of Kendall Mint Co. I don't know if you've ever used any of their yeah, gels. Yeah, 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 um, yeah absolutely. Love Kendall. Good. Um, so yeah, everything was was pretty good. And then obviously, amazingly, on the day it came together to be possibly the best experience of my life. It was unbelievable. And let's let's talk about the day then, because it is somewhat of a of, a, of an opposite from little Lancaster 2017 yeah. with 200 uh, people yeah. um had you I guess yes you've not run a marathon between those times but I'm sure there's been some big events over different distances that you've run in that interim period so it mustn't have been it's not like it was a shock that you're going out and running you know this a, a marathon with such populace but how how was the experience I'd say you know obviously compared to to, to 200 people in Lancaster yeah so yeah you're right i have done some some bigger races like the great north run for example um i've done a few times um and and various other like half marathon events but london marathon was it's just another level that i was absolutely i wouldn't consider myself a kind of emotional person generally like um I'm pretty like level-headed i guess but the the atmosphere and electricity of, of london was absolutely unbelievable like the crowds were, you know, five, six, seven, eight people deep at parts of the route. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Everyone's cheering you on, people shouting your name. Um, I was even at one point like whipping the crowd. Like honestly, it was it it was an absolutely unbelievable experience. Probably helped by the fact it couldn't have gone better from a performance point of view. Say I'd got to 30k and I was absolutely going through it, then maybe I would have looked back on it not so uh, favorably. But yeah unbelievable experience the crowd were amazing the people i was running with were amazing we had a great group um and yeah i look back on that as an unbelievable experience and i'm gutted um that i probably i reckon there's a two percent chance i'll be there this year and we're going to get on to the injury in just a yeah. moment but just before I, we, we put london to bed i guess one question i've got is you know you, you are quite chilled about your running is the impression i've got from the last 20 minutes you're clearly very knowledgeable you've got a lot of experience you, you've got a very very strong athletic base but you are pretty chilled about it like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be flexible with my training i'm gonna make it work and i'm gonna get out i'm gonna run and we're gonna see what happens which is potentially part of the reason why you're, you're having the success that you're having i guess it's but it's, it's a really refreshing kind of um uh, view view to have on the sport and um, particularly one that can stress and cause so much anxiety to people when, when training for those big races um did you have an idea in mind at London of what you were going for? Because just just for clarity, I can't remember if you mentioned this. So you ran in 2.27 something, didn't you? It was, yeah. it was a very, very quick time. Mm. Was that the goal? Was that in mind? Or did you surprise yourself in terms of what you delivered? Yeah, so um, going into it, it was hard for me to give a specific time of exactly what I wanted to achieve or what I thought would achieve. I think I posted on Instagram I wanted like a 2.35 okay. uh, or 2.35 to 40, I think I posted. Um, knowing I might hit that or I might do better than that, it wasn't like, you know, I knew exactly how I was going to do because my plan is so not off the cuff, but do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So I'm not hitting these benchmarks, I guess you'd say, in the lead up, which I love because it kind of gives me that 
lottery factor, I guess. I don't know how I'm going to perform. It is a risk, obviously, because you, you know, I, I set out to go at a certain pace still, and if it's too quick, then then I may pay the price. But yeah, in the lead up, I thought you know, two thirty five to two forty would be amazing. Obviously, then it went absolutely unbelievably well, um, and yeah, it it could have gone much better, really. Absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Right. You mentioned that 2024 uh, London is not realistically on the cards. Talk to me about what happened. Talk to me about the, the injury that you're, you're dealing with at the moment. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, end of last year, I was starting to develop a bit of pain um, kind of in my hip and, and glute area. Um, and as, as a runner, as you know, we run through a lot of niggles a lot of the time, like some some are worse than others. Sometimes we have to take a break, but sometimes we'll just have a little bit of pain and, and you run through it. So I'm kind of used to that aspect in a way. Um, and the pain level wasn't too bad. It was maybe like one, two out of 10, if that. Um, and then on New Year's Day, I did a easy part run, like a, a very steady part run um, for me. And then, yeah, it was after that, walking back from that uh, to my house, I was I was I was in a lot of pain. It was like eight, nine out of ten. I was limping back. I was thinking, right, something something's kind of happened here. Um, and then for the following week after that, I was really just struggling to get around the house. I had to get the crutches out. It, every step was it was a chore. It was really really bad. Um, and that kind of settled down a bit. And you know, I left it for a couple of weeks just to see what was going on. Um, and then it reached a point after three four weeks. I was like. It's got better, but I still certainly can't run. Um, I've seen a couple of physios in the interim as well, and they'd given me a bit of advice. And I was like, I really need to get an MRI, really, to see exactly what's going on and hopefully rule out any fracture or anything like that. So, yeah, that's when I decided to get in touch with um, a company called Vista Health, who basically do MRIs within hospitals. Um, so got in touch with them, and we set up the MRI at Newcastle Hospital, um, and I went for my MRI and yeah, unfortunately, um, it came back and I did indeed have a fracture of the, I have to get this right now, superior pubic ramus, um, quite a mouthful, as I said mm -hmm. before, but um, yeah, basically um, a bone in my pelvis had fractured. So yeah, obviously not ideal. And I don't know exactly when I'll be back running, which is tricky. Um, but yeah, definitely, I feel I've learned a lot from from getting it, and hopefully become a bit smarter as a result of it. Uh, is this the first time athletically throughout sort of your career that you've had to deal with something this this serious that that's derailed you for that's going to derail you for this long? Yeah, I did. I did have a little period out at uni, just generally within sport with something in my foot, which we never actually properly diagnosed. That was about two, three months. And for a while, I just couldn't do anything with that. It just. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is the first kind of skeletal issue that I've mm -hmm. had. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, as, as everyone that goes through it will know, um, both from you know physical point of view, mental point of view. Um, it's definitely a challenge, but um, hopefully one I can learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have, um, had you, because again, it, it, it's a difficult question to ask because with most people, I almost know that, I, that what the answer would be. But given the fact that you are quite light and breezy with with, with a lot of things, um, it might be slightly different. Did, did you have kind of ambitious goals in plan for 2024 before it happened? Has it threatened to derail 
some some big objectives that you had from a running perspective personally. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Use the word. Yeah, I guess it is derailing in a way, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. I always set goals. Like even if I have as if my plan isn't strict or whatever, yeah. I'm still setting goals. So you know, a huge kind of life goal for me within running is to go sub 15 for the 5k. I don't know if I'll ever do that, but that is a, that is a goal. I wanted to do better at London again. That was that was a huge one for me. Um, again, I don't know if I would have done it, but that was a goal. And then, yeah, I'm fortunate that I kind of get invited to a few events now. So like Red Bull, for example, were taking me out to Austria for the Wings for Life World Run uh, just after London. And then I got invited to IB for Marathon. Uh, the week before London I wasn't going to be doing the marathon but part yeah. of the event um, so yeah in terms of that yeah obviously the goal's completely out of the window and that's fine you know there's nothing I could do about that at this point I've just got to accept that um, and hopefully come back as, as soon as I can the hardest bit for me I'd say is I don't know exactly when I'm going to be able to run again it could be a few weeks it could be six months People with this injury have had different return timescales. So that, I guess that's the hardest part. But if I do come, well, I should come back. Um, I'm confident I can get back to, to where I was, but I'll just have to be sensible about it. Yeah, and I, I suppose maybe a, a hidden benefit if, if we're going to take sort of a silver lining from things is that as a coach, and, and you'll you'll know this better than most, the, you know, the support that you provide your clients is is as much about the mental as the physical. And I'm sure you have in the past dealt with um, people who you're, you're coaching who have gone through injury themselves or had setbacks or yeah. not quite achieved what they wanted to achieve or had their goals impacted. Um, being able to support them through lived experience is surely only going to in the long run make you a better coach as well as a better runner that's that's a brilliant way to look at it yeah no 100 percent. and i don't i can't quote the exact stat but it's something mental like i want to say 85 to 90 percent of runners will get an injury to some degree every year so you can do everything you want you can do strength training perfect nutrition sleep um everything there is a high chance you're going to get some sort of injury or, or niggle at least um so it's something we all have to deal with at some point and yeah as you say, you learn from it. And, and yeah, from a coaching point of view, um, it's definitely useful for me like to, you know, share my experience and give recommendations on, you know, how best to come back in a sensible and, and structured manner. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And if we can focus in on the coaching, because I'm conscious we've not touched on it too much while we've been talking. So I certainly want to um, pick your brain a little bit before um, but before we wrap up the conversation. Um, if we've got people listening to this podcast who might be training for their first marathon. It's a particularly poignant time to be talking about it. We're in sp- big into spring yeah. marathon season. Um, a lot of people have got London marathon places incredible but equally we've got manchester coming in april which is another absolutely huge uk marathon and tends to be a, a, a first marathon for a lot of people yeah um if people are in that training block and we're probably looking at them being in like seven eight weeks now so they're probably getting to that point where the bits that they've done before the base build where they might have trained for a half marathon they've got up to 10 miles they might have done 12 miles that's that's behind them and they're stirring down the barrel of these 14 mile plus long runs on a Sunday and more speed training. It's, it feels like a long time before that deload weeks on the plan. Mm. 
in your experience and from supporting people, what's the best advice to give people who might be a little bit daunted by the sheer volume of work that's ahead of them on that first marathon? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think you just you just have to have belief in yourself. You, you, anyone on this planet can run a marathon. It is absolutely 100% possible. You've just got to believe that you can do it. Um, if you're following a good plan, if you've got everything in that plan that you should if you've got the long runs if you've got the easy runs of recovery there is a, no reason really why you shouldn't be able to obviously it's going to be hard but get to the marathon on that day and 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 get through it and achieve an unbelievable achievement um so for yeah for the people that as you say get into that point in the training plan whether it is london uh, manchester whatever marathon it is just keep at it. I know the numbers start to get dark, but it is just a number. If you've done 21K, for example, in your plan, a half marathon, then you can certainly do 22, and then you can certainly do 23, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, these numbers are darting. They, they get big. They get really high all of a sudden. But, look, if you're already running 20K, you can certainly build up to 30, and then hopefully on the day, 42K. So, yeah, it's you, every runner that's running those times is capable of doing it. You just have to believe in yourself. Make sure you're nailing the nutrition. It's all about um, experimentation. So when you get to that day on race day, you know exactly what you're going to be eating. There's no question marks. You're not experimenting with that. Same goes for footwear. Make sure your footwear's down to a T. Uh, you don't want to be changing your footwear the week before a marathon for, for so many reasons. Um, and yeah, just all the one percent is just try to be nailing. So sleep nutrition well arguably more than one percent but you know what i mean sleep nutrition footwear um even clothing clothing that's not going to rub mindset just anything you can pick up pick up on wherever you find that source of inspiration use it and um yeah come race day you should be absolutely fine or as fine as you can be for a marathon yeah yeah and just just be prepared that it's going to be horrible yeah we can we we do the training for a reason to get through it um okay cool so as we start thinking about wrapping up um i know that with the current injury situation it might not be at the forefront of your mind but from from a personal perspective first from a running perspective have you got goals is there anything in plan that you're working towards or is it more a case of wait to see how the recovery goes first and then replan reshape from there yeah i think i think for now i I kind of have to forget about all goals for now um as i said i don't know when i'm when i'll next run again it could be a few weeks well six weeks at the very minimum or it could be months it could be you know much longer it's it's a total guessing game um for now it just all depends on how quickly the the fracture heals so yeah in terms of goals right now the kind of the goal is to return to running in in a safe way um and i am excited by that i do have plans to um kind of share my rebuild experience if, if that makes sense so you know what am i changing about nutrition what cross training am I going to be doing? Aqua jogging, for example, might come into it. So I'm excited to share that story as well. Um, so yeah, the goal is return to running safely and, and progressively whenever that may be. And then when I do do that, I'd absolutely love, again, getting ahead of myself a bit. If it all goes well, I'd love to be getting back to where I was for, for 5K. Well, all the distances really, but especially 5K and then hopefully uh, the marathon again. I am meant to be doing Berlin marathon later in the year. Um, so that's hopefully potentially realistic, but the honest answer is I don't know at this point. Yeah, 
it's just a wait and see job and yeah. give it time and don't 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 push too hard um you, you kind of answered the question i was thinking of to follow up with which was around the, the content creation the, the stuff you do on social media um it must be quite daunting i imagine when you have a brand when you have a um a, you know a structure a way of presenting yourself a, a, you know a, a, a type of content that you produce then all of a sudden an injury means that you can't you can't do that but it sounds like you've got in mind a way that you can sort of segue you can pivot into well let's share this and let's pull the curtain back and show a different side of of, of ways to help because again it, it comes down to just helping people doesn't it on their running journey but maybe it's the recovery side rather than the, the running itself that's it yeah you know whatever experience you go through as a runner you can slightly pivot so as you said there like the recovery aspect to a lot of runners will be uh, quite interesting because obviously a lot of runners have to recover um don't get me wrong it, i find it tricky to because essentially a lot of what i'm doing now is is resting so there's only a certain amount of things that i can share that are you know interesting to be yeah. fair yeah. Um, so yeah it's tricky from that point of view but definitely when I'm starting to rebuild and getting a bit more active, I think that'll be quite an interesting thing to to document. Um, but yeah, from the content point of view, I can use some kind of older clips as well, uh, which helps me in a sense for, for the tips videos. But yeah, in terms of motivation and creativity, it definitely helps when I'm when I'm active. Let's say that. But you're right, you can you can pivot to an extent. It'll be certainly interesting to see the content that comes out in the coming months. Um, if people do want to check out the stuff that you're putting out there, the advice, the the recovery journey, is Instagram the best place? Is that where the majority of your stuff gets posted? Yeah, I'd say Instagram is is the uh, the best place. I am on uh, TikTok now, and um, I do have a YouTube channel, but generally Instagram is is the main one I use. Yeah. Yeah, and just at Harry Lancaster. Yeah, Harry Lancaster on Instagram. I think it's Harry G Lancaster on TikTok and then Harry Lancaster on YouTube as well. Um, so, yeah, that's where you'll find me. We'll post all of that stuff in the bio. If anyone doesn't follow you and wants to find out a little bit more about your recovery and uh, and all the stuff you've got coming up in 2024, which I'm sure will be massive once we get through this injury. Um, before I let you go, mate, and anything that we've not covered, anyone you want to mention, shout out, anything about the coaching you want to just plug, anything at all before I let you get back to your evening? Uh, whoa, I don't think so. Um no i think i think it's been great yeah I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it so um yeah thank you very much cool well listen best of luck with the recovery um hope it is speedy uh, and looking forward to seeing you absolutely smash some of those times sub 15 definitely at some point in the future and then uh, back at london asap thanks for your time perfect thank you very much rob and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the absolutely incredible Harry Lancaster. What a superstar. Find him on Instagram at Harry Lancaster. Uh, follow his story as he recovers from injury. As he mentioned, uh, he's going to be documenting uh, the journey to getting back to full fitness and hopefully hitting his goals, uh, which sub-15 5k is absolutely mind-blowing but i'm sure it's well within his wheelhouse so uh, keep an eye on what he's up to and if you don't already follow him i think everyone else on instagram does but do give him a follow and show him some love that is it for another episode of the what the fartlet podcast thank you so much for joining us thank you for joining us throughout this series uh we are getting close to the end of february now i do believe but we still haven't had a february fine great fartlek scavenge uh, riddle so keep your eyes peeled and your ears pricked is that the right way around 
yeah, I think so. Uh, for that, which uh, which should be coming very very soon. Um, our community episode is out on Thursday. Do give that a listen. Our most recent one is a good one. Um, we talk about the spring marathon uh, progress that the guys were making. We talk about Parkrun. Ben was uh, solo on the episode, but not solo in the Parkrun. The guys went to York, um, and there's a massive roll call. So do check that out, and then get the next one downloaded. And uh, sorry ready in your diary to download when it comes out next Thursday. Uh, may your runs as always continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the sea. Um, just a, a shout out that we say all the time. Uh, we like to drop it in from time to time, but reach out to a pal, man. Um, you never know what people are going through. It's a particularly tough time of year while the nights are still dark and long and, and it's cold out and some people might be suffering silently. So, you know, check in on our pal. Just a quick how you doing, mate. Text can go a long, long way. And um, we're all in it together. Um, we will see you on Thursday. Same fart time, same fart channel. Peace and love, baby.